Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. Stop. Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hi, Mike. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, let do it again. All right. Hello, Joey. Hi, Mike. Wait. Oh, wait. I'm so- I thought we were counting again. No. Why would we need to count? I don't know. I think your counts are stupid. Okay, ready? Yeah. Hello, Joey. Hi, Hi Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. And hello to everybody listening. <laughs> um, I'm Joe Batance, and this is Mike Lawson and our very special guest, Joey Buhecker from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. And today we're doing a special New Year's uh, resolutions episode of Catching Up, where we're going to share what we want to happen in 2015, uh, maybe for our respective shows, but also for our lives personally, and maybe even for the world. For the world. <laughs> um, I'm so glad you guys are all here. This is going to be a special episode. We are filming, or we're filming, we're recording Sometimes this. Sometimes, more than once. We're recording this way before uh, Christmas, um, and we're going to deliver it towards the end of the year. So it's going to be uh, sitting in Joe's hands for a while, but uh, we just wanted to get this together and throw it out to you guys. So we're going to kind of focus on New Year's resolutions, as you said, Joe, right? Yeah. How was your Christmas, Mike? <laughs> so good i got everything i ever wanted uh you know what, what joey how do you guys celebrate christmas actually with a tree no i know but like i heard on a recent episode we're obviously pre-taping this but uh, i heard the, the thanksgiving episode and it sounds like your family is like the clumps from nutty professor or something like no <laughs> no um <laughs> no my mother and i have a really great sense of humor and my aunt patty the best way i can describe my aunt patty is she's like roseanne from roseanne so her and i are like the only two really like effing around um and, and my entire in each family has a different dynamic uh, uh what i do is i picked up christmas eve at my house because my grandmother's started losing her mind several years ago and stopped doing it really well. So I do a big old Martha Stewart-style Donna Reed Christmas at my house where I do, uh, for Christmas Eve, I go off the wall. I've already put up my three Christmas trees and uh, decorated Wait, my house for Christmas. three Christmas trees? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um we're in talking my... about Christmas in a New Year's episode, you guys. <laughs> well, I don't know how we well, – Why is gonna... that weird? They're five days apart. <laughs> They kind of go just, together. We've just had Christmas. Let's move forward. I know, but I want to hear about his Christmas. I want to hear why there's three trees. We went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I do really want to know why you have three trees. <laughs> so uh, in the main In case fo- he fires one. Right. In the main foyer, I have a... Um, in case Martha's- one of them wins more awards at yeah. their local theater competition and has to go. <laughs> one of the trees was secretly holding a grudge against him. <laughs> all these years right one of them's just really busy and has to move on I'm gonna cut that one out I'm gonna cut that one out <laughs> I think you should cut out a couple of them um, so I do three trees because in my main foyer I have a it's an artificial tree but it's a Martha Stewart tree and it's covered completely with the Martha Stewart Twilight collection over the last how many years so it's all shades of purple silver it's very much an adult tree are you um, team Bella or team Edward or team Jacob oh um, I, I've never actually saw the movie I read only the oh. first book Okay. Um, but I love so I have this really classy like you walk in you're like oh that's a breathtaking tree it looks like out of a magazine except for one ornament that's a light up silver ball that blends in with all the other stuff that says have a merry fucking Christmas <laughs> and and then in my dining room there's a tree that's just there because I'm just accenting the red and the gold in the dining room and so it's just like an extra tree just to add 
because I have the balls for it. And in my living room is a smaller tree, which might get bigger. When I used to throw a Christmas party, I used to do a Christmas party every year where like 40 to 80 people would be there. Oh, my gosh. And the one request that I'd have is that people bring um, an ornament for the tree. So over the years, I have ornaments that people brought that I call my friendship, my friend tree or my friendship tree. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. So instead of having like my stuffy ornaments that I have on my gorgeous tree in the living room, this is a tree where I have like, there's a clip on koala and there's Santa on a surfboard. Those are from Wendy. And Mark gave me this giant leaf that's all glittered or my somebody, when I was reading this book that had to do with pigs, they gave me a pig one or when I did Snoopy. So that one's like a fun, you know, like Mm. every time I put up the ornaments, remember everybody who gave me them and it kind of, you know what I mean? That one's like the Christmas, like, kids tree and i'd love that so i do i do three trees and i have my charlie brown tree i think that's cool i find that like i kind of have ocd when it comes to like design and like tchotchke type stuff so when i look at a tree i kind of want all the ornaments to match i want it to be a nice color that i want in this room but i do also find sentimental value in christmas ornaments um ever since i was a kid we would like go buy one and it would be special and that sort of thing so it's kind of nice that you found a home for both of those things Oh, when we had the foyer redone and had the new floors put in and we were picking out the colors, I was like, um, I think I want the foyer to be in purple. And Kevin's like, because we have one accent wall that's purple and the rest are gray. And I said, I think I want the walls gray with an accent purple. He's like, oh, that's totally different than what I thought you'd want, but I think that's great. And what I never told him is I was doing it because I was keeping in mind that the Christmas stuff is all purple. So, like, it was the whole room was built around Christmas. <laughs> It's awful. But yeah, yeah, it's fabulous. So, it's really Joe and Joe and Joe and Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, New Year's resolutions are. Wait, hold this. on. How do you celebrate New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve? Yeah. New Year's Eve is also my birthday. What? Yeah. I so, never knew that. Did you know that, Mike? Yeah. Because I yeah. listened to Cocktails and Cream Puffs on Pride48.com. I'm not joking, and this is not to be offensive. I hate your show. No, I no, no. I'm, I I really didn't become I didn't become a regular listener till Donna joined. So anything I only know things post right. Donna, and not because of Donna. That's kind of when you got involved in Pride Forty Eight stuff too. Yeah, that's true. Right. right. So uh, for years in my life, my mom was really cool about it. Is she would let me? She would like do a daytime birthday party for me with my friends and stuff, and. As a kid, we always went to my aunt's who would be like this big blowout with hats and and, and all that fun shit. And for years, um, Mark would host a New Year's Eve party. And Mark Sacco, one of my best friends and one of my former co-hosts, and we'd have a big party there. And he would always make me a cake or one of our friends would make me a cake and we'd do my birthday joint with it, which was really cool. But they'd always want to do the cake after New Year. I'm like, "Uh, my birthday is the day before, so let's get Mm -hmm. this cake over with. But now, once we started doing cocktails and cream puffs, um, we started doing creaming in the new year every year. So we do the countdown on the East Coast and sometimes the Central Coast, or Central Time Zone, excuse me. And we do a live show, which we're probably going to do this year, too. I don't know why we wouldn't. I think, and um, usually before that... uh, Kevin takes me out to dinner wherever I want. And in the last few years, we've done a place that's close by. So then I come and do the countdown for the last hour. And uh, last year, Gary, Donna, our partners, and, and no, not Donna, Gary, Wendy, blah, blah, blah. We went out to dinner and then we did the cool. show. So that's our new tradition. Awesome. You should see, look it up. We'll move forward after I say it, but there's this place called Twin Peaks. You should look it up, see if they have it around you. It's a chain. Um, it's really good. Um, moving on, I don't though. Do chains, um, but okay. Um, what do you on. do for New Year's Eve, Mike? Um, it this or that. It all depends. Are you a big um, New Year's Eve fan? This or I that don't... is that an Asian name? Is that Chinese or Japanese? I don't love uh, New Year's um, like the way that I love Halloween. Halloween's like my holiday. Uh-huh. Um, but why do you think I'll, that is? Um, well, I enjoy costumes, but I like also seeing what people, I like when other people are getting super involved in the holiday, but I feel like New Year's, it's a lot of just like going out and drinking for no reason, which I could do all year round. I'll, I'll do it. Don't get me wrong, but it just is like, 
I, the the weekend after New Year's, that's a great weekend to hit the bar and have no crowd and there's not a surcharge on the Uber ride home or anything I, like that. Can I just tell you why I love New Year's and I don't think it has anything to do with my birthday, but it's yeah. a two, which I'm surprised it's not the same reasons for you. I am love the elegance of it. The old, I want to say old world flair, but that's not it. It makes me think of like the 50s and 60s that, that, there's a regality to it. There's, um, yeah. and I don't like going out for it. I like having a house party where you have the closest people around you. And there's, I do believe in the symbolism of the people around you that you want to spend the next year with, or that yeah. first person you kiss after the new year is the person you plan on spending that year with. And there's something Maybe about I've the gold. It wrong. Yeah. The gold and the hats and the streamers and everybody partying. It makes me think of like a party at Auntie Mame's, you know, when I think about yeah. Rosalind Russell and Mame, that's, that to me is new year's. <laughs> I know that's, I've just, that's for me, okay. gay. But there's yeah. all, yeah. But there's also that type A person in me that you know the reason why you always start a diet on a Monday. There's part yeah. of me that that feels like New Year's is a whitewash, and I guess the fact that my birthday is there too. It's also like, oh, totally. my birthday's happened. That year is done. There's a point in it, and I'm starting off a fresh year, fresh. I start my diet. New I start age. This, I start this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very much about the idea, which is a very American concept. Yeah. Joe Batanz is like fresh. that. Joe Batanz and I have talked in like there's this amazing deal at a gym or we're both talking about a diet or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's Wednesday. And I'm like, mm, OK, it's Wednesday. Let's this is exciting. Let's go. He's oh, like, I get that. This Joe. would I'm be with you so much better. But you know on what's Monday. so funny? You know what's so funny? If every diet that's stuck, though, has always come from some sort of like transformative event where I was just like, I don't even know what day of the week it was. I'm just like, nope, this is time. You know, like the last time yeah. I lost a lot of weight, it was just like something happened to me. And I was like, nope, time to lose weight. And like a heart attack ha- in an easy chair or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, something happened to me in August. And I was like, okay. And just the next day, I just started it's right time. then. But yeah, but you're right. I am like that. But it's funny that the, every time it's worked out for me, weight loss wise, it's been when like I just, I, I, I hit the breaking point. And I'm just like. So. New Year's you know, resolutions are a secular tradition. It's not really a religious thing. Uh, most commonly, they're done in the Western Hemisphere, but they're done all around the world, really. Um, I waited for Daniel Brewer with a text message you to tell you why that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's where a person makes a Wait, promise. Hold on. hold on for a second. We have to explain that because we are taping this <laughs> three weeks before we're actually playing it. If they trend yeah. with the show, they get it. Yeah, so we did a, a special episode, live episode, and Joey Buhecker and another podcaster, Daniel Brewer, were kind of going at it via text. We weren't going at it. I said something. He corrected me. And so now we're taping right after that, and so he's making a reference to that. Go ahead, yeah. Mike. Well, everything I say is actually correct, so it's cool. Um, this The New Year's resolutions are when a person makes a promise to do something, usually a self-improvement sort of thing, um, something – slightly nice or um, just something new that they want to do now that we're hitting this brand new year it's a time for a fresh start like Boo Hacker was saying a, a reboot ago. a reboot um, so it is a brand new day so um, so what what we were thinking uh, Batance correct me if I'm wrong is maybe we could just go through a few resolutions that each of us have and we could kind of talk about why we've chosen them um, if anybody has any opinions about the other people's uh resolutions we could share those too mike you are such a natural host because what everyone should know before this started mike was like i want you to take the lead on this and i was like okay and that's why i did the intro and then mike's been like guys let's get to the resolutions (laughs) i am the barbara walters you're the rosie o'donnell yeah (laughs) so who am i whoopi you're sherry shepherd the world is flat you think the The world is is flat you think the world is flat (laughs) go to hell joe you're elizabeth hasselbeck Okay, so wait. I have two things to say. Number one, about the idea of resolutions sachet? in general. Sachet. Sachet, <laughs> sachet, sachet. I'm not a big fan about resolutions in general because I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure because people make these huge, like crazy things and never have a plan for it. You know, it's like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Well, how are you going to do it? Oh, I don't know, but I'm going to lose 50 pounds in the next year. And I really believe in setting short-term goals for a, a so, long-term effect. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Because I was thinking, maybe, what if we just called it a goal 
a reach well, goal for well, the, here, the and, new year. And here's the other thing. But also, it's one of those things that people like me can't get hung up on. If I fail in the first month, type A me doesn't mean I have to wait till January 1 to restart again. Um, and I'm actually going to make a confession on, on here that I have never talked about. Uh, you don't know everything. When I was doing cocktails and cream puffs, <laughs> by the time we started cocktails and cream puffs, I had quit smoking. And I had quit smoking. Oh my for... gosh! No, Joey, do you, are you sure you want to say this on the air? No, because I used to. We can edit with, it out. I used yeah. to fight with Mark about his smoking, and I quit smoking for about three and a half years, four years, and then I started. No, about almost five years, and I started smoking, uh, probably right before our first Pride Forty Eight, and but it was off and on. And I probably have smoked the last three years off and on, uh, somewhere around there. Either way, I've smoked for like the last three years and off off and on, not like I ever did before. I actually, when I came back to smoking, completely switched my brand. And I would actually hide it in front of other people. I think a couple times at Pride 48, you've probably seen with the cigarette in my hand. Yeah, I've seen on, you at Pride 48 smoking. Yeah, but, really? mm-hmm. well, yeah, but it's never been major at Pride 48 because I think that's the time that everybody you're drinking, you're in that environment – it almost is easier to smoke to deal with the smoke, if that makes sense. I have mm-hmm. a hard time with secondhand smoke unless I'm smoking. Anyway, I decided on December 1st I was completely done. I had no desire to smoke, and I have not picked up a cigarette since. And I have no desire, no craving. Every once in a while, I want one out of boredom. My only concern is New Year's Eve when I'm hammered. Um, I'm probably going to want a cigarette. But I'm not going to have it, But I'm, and I'm done. I'm never going to go back. Um, and that's the goal and that's what I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to say that I've already started this process mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm working on it. How about you, Patance? You quit smoking? Uh, I've always been one of those people who smokes when I drink. So I don't really drink that much. I really don't even smoke that much. I don't think I've owned a pack of cigarettes in a very long time. What about you that what, pack I... you left at Cameron's? Pardon me? What about that pack you left at Cameron's? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, th- those were his cigarettes that he said, like, oh, I'm not going to smoke these oh, anymore. Oh, so you were a co-owner. It's like getting part-time with the kids. You had visitation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, we were sharing the pack of cigarettes. Because now Cameron's moved on to vape. What? This is so inside baseball. Cameron's moved on to vaping, so he didn't want that pack uh, anymore. Oh, I've never even tried so that. Douchey. I don't even know you anything about it. You know what? I'm going to tell you I've done it with him. and uh, Vaping. Vaping. And uh, some of the flavors are – there's one that's fruit-striped gum. Oh, you really? know, Yeah, it tastes just like you're chewing fruit-striped gum. It's really it just interesting. just seems stupid. But anyway, I'm sorry. So I, I kind of curved that. But back to our, our other resolutions. Well, you know, I, like you, I, it's more like – I guess I'm looking forward to what I want to improve about, about myself. Uh, I don't know if Everything. necessarily resolution. I know. But like for instance, for the, since August, I've been losing weight, and I just want to continue that. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, it's not like I'm going to go like, starting January 1st, I'm going to start losing weight. I'm just going to continue what I'm doing, you know? Well, um, just don't ever get the radiation treatment and you'll be fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think, so, Mike, what does that mean? Sorry, it was a cancer joke. <laughs> oh. So. Uh, I had a I, friend who was a very heavy friend who all of a sudden, not. I'm not saying you, I mean, he was a big guy. He was like six, five and like huge and all of a sudden he started losing all this weight and i'm like what are you doing he's like well i'm eating better i'm doing this little did we know his body was riddled with cancer and he died <gasps> oh my that's a horrible story it's an absolutely horrible story but that's why i said well just don't get the radiation and you'll keep losing weight yeah oh, i thought the radiation made you lose weight well that too but i mean if you don't but he would lose cancer, cancer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. oh i see i see bad uh, joke nobody laugh yeah <laughs> So I just want to continue losing weight. You know, it's just one of these things where now that I've lost, um, I'm about a third of the way where I want to be. Can you believe I've lost almost fifty pounds? And um, we and, and know it, people that are that weight, like that's like the I, size of a person. Some it's so people funny. Are. Like I literally lost Jose, and I want to lose Jose. <laughs> well, it has to be nice to see your penis again. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's what Jose said. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mike, how are you? <laughs> so, 
anyway, I as I like, but it's 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 weird that I've started getting to the point now where I've got I've I'm like, oh, I remember being this weight. Like, here's something embarrassing. So, Chris, my friend, owns um, a Tesla, and the reason I bring that up, and if you've ever been inside a Tesla, they're really really small. Actually, they're hard to get into, and they're really kind of small on the inside. And I've been in it many times, and one of the things I used to always hide, and I was always ashamed. And this is the only car this ever happened. I couldn't put the seatbelt on. Oh, so you yeah. just like hold it down. I would just hold it down, right? Yeah. And um, But then I, I got in the car this weekend. Hoping and I, you don't cannonball through the windshield. <laughs> I know. Please don't right. crash. But then I got in the car and then the, the – But if we do, please let me die. <laughs> I know. He gets um, a seatbelt extender from the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why? Because nobody – You have to pay – Tesla is you have not to made pay for Chris. plus size people. Yeah, you have to pay Chris for an extra seat. Well, you know what? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Mike knew this, but um, not a lot of people knew this. I do think the universe was watching out for me. I was really afraid uh, when I was gonna had a plane ticket to Vegas. I was really afraid that, and that's why I started losing weight before Vegas. I just wanted to get that I could get down before. Um, where I wouldn't have to pay for an extra seat or get a seatbelt extender. I really and, don't think you're that big. I think the problem is is you're short. So yeah. like it's all But compressed. his head it's a lot of it is in his head too, I know. Um the weight? I've been around <laughs> the fat head. Well, I've been around Joe and like he's just very self conscious about things that I think sometimes are not actual things. More but of it with has the to do airplane with being short because I'll tell you, ten pounds on somebody Joe in my height yes, is yeah. So different than ten pounds on you. Totally, no, f- so true. I and mean, we've ridiculous. talked. Yeah. I have a friend Celeste that every time Joe and I talk about Celeste, he's like, "Oh, the little fat girl." And I'm like, "Joe, she's not <laughs> every even." Every time that Celeste fat. and you talk about Joe, he, she says, "Oh, the little fat girl." But he, she's tiny. She is tiny. So like, if she gets, if her legs are a little bit chunky, it looks like she has two tree stumps hanging out of her dress. You know. Um, so you're right. But I do know when Joey was told me like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm going to Vegas, but they just closed down the airport. So that sucks. And I immediately got on Google. I was like, Fuck, <laughs> fucking Joe. I knew he didn't want to get on the airplane. Oh, and he's told this. me he's had issues. So I like Googled it and they legitimately did close down the airport. I was like thinking he was making it up. But they, well, they no, really because actually what I did was like the day before I got an email from JetBlue. I got an email from JetBlue <laughs> saying, um, "Oh, hey, uh, if you pay ten more dollars, we'll put you in like wider seats, like like the more upper, like the business class, or whatever." And then um, they let you pick the seats on JetBlue. And even that morning, I went in, and when I checked in, it was like nine a.m. or ten a.m. There was nobody next to me on each flight, so I wasn't that worried. I was like, "Okay, they recognize the name. I can put the." <laughs> <laughs> it had a picture of a pig in the seat but, um, but I was like okay I can put the armrest up it's not going to be that big of a deal so I was actually okay because yeah. I was like what are the odds someone's going to buy a seat right then so they closed down the airport and Joe ended up having to rent a car and he drove to Vegas Yeah, but, but when he went to rent the car they were like sorry sir Yeah, <laughs> you're too fat for a car we're going to charge you extra but uh, so a so, kind old lady put him in the, the the trailer she had carrying behind her. Yeah, exactly. And then she just dropped me off. It's like the great Muppet caper when Miss Piggy <laughs> gets the gets the uh, the eighteen wheeler. Yeah. So anyway, so I want to continue the weight loss, and I really, you know, according to my fitness pal, according to my what's fitness, your fitness pal's name? Um, Dwayne. <laughs> Rod You're Kyle. talking about the mic. The, my, uh, you're talking about the My Fitness Pal app. Hey, you're the one who decided to fuck him. We didn't. Yeah, My Fitness Pal app. Um, according to that, if I still lose, you know, two pounds a week, that I will be. Lies. I will be at my goal weight by right before Pride Forty Eight. Right before a cool. metric ton. So we. Got, <laughs> if I lose eleven pounds a week. I should be there, <laughs> right at my goal weight. But so no, wait, can so, I can I ask you a question? Because you sure. are a man who is over a certain age. Yeah. Um, how small do you want to get? Oh, uh, you don't you don't have to give me pounds. Describe no, it no, no. to somebody we know. I'll t- oh, somebody we know. 
Um, like a Nico Martinez. That's small for you, Joe. Really? In a year's time? Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot. Well, we're going to see what happens. In a year's time, that would be like, well, then then that leads to my next question. Uh, Guys, you... I've already lost 50 pounds. Yes, but Joe. And not doing, but not doing anything crazy. It's only been two to three yes, pounds a week. Yes, but Joe. Get, the, get the, the, yeah, okay. What are you going to do with all that skin then? Oh, no, that's. Are you going to get been... clamps like those chip bag clamps and hook them behind your well, back? Well, no, that will obviously be a pro- <laughs> that will obviously be a problem. But I don't think it's going to be that bad. It varies by person. Do you I don't think it... that you're similar to Nico's size now? No, no. And it does vary by person, my darling. But you're also over the age where your skin loses its elasticity. Yeah, but e- but even what it, where it is right now. I mean, look, I'm going to have extra skin. Don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but. Even where it is now, and you can sort of see where it's going, it's not going to be like those really, really, really bad ones that you see on TV. Okay, sure. It's going to be... I, Joe, I'm going to send you a picture of somebody who was probably... who You might be similar size, and he's super tiny now. And I'll send you a picture of him, and he's much younger than you. And you'll see where his, his boobs point to his sho- shoes. And yeah, it's just a concern. Yeah, it, that's not really. I, I mean, I see what's doing with my body, and that's not really what's happening. That's okay. But you know what, Joe and Joe, that's they, I agree with you, Boo Hecker, that it's a concern, and I I have faith that Joe knows what's happening with his body too. But I feel like losing the weight and then figuring out what to do with the skin is like an appropriate approach. Yeah. And Joe looks like a Sharpay. Well, no. I've already been researching it. I've already been researching it. So. Do you have insurance from work? Oh, move on. No. No, I do have. No, I do. Have, <laughs> I do have medical insurance. I do have medical insurance. That's okay. the problem. These these people coming over having anchor babies, and I'm getting our medical insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's one of your resolutions? Well, mine's super selfish. You guys are like, I need to be. Well, I guess those are kind of health. Could um, it be to do your goddamn selfish. show on a regular basis? Oh my god! Did you know that? So my first resolution this year is to do a What Someone Called Lies every week. It's this podcast I do. It's a storytelling podcast. And I know you're joking, but um, it's – Is he? It, look at – he is. Um, it, this, is a, this is a resolution about self-discipline. Um, I need to make something that I really like doing, but I need to make it a routine. I think it's healthy for me to do these. Um, and we don't even have to talk about a podcast exactly. I think both of you, I know both of you have things in your life that maybe you have fallen out with, like, um, or you can maybe Matthew give me Green some advice. <laughs> See, if Joe made that joke, I would be like, Joe, you're walking really close to the line. I, I'm now but since of, Boo Hacker I, made I, it, I'm like, oh, okay. We really, we're really fine now, but I wasn't aware there was ever a problem, which either means I'm stupid or I, I don't know. Wait, explain. You have to explain now because not everybody who listens to our show listens to Cocktails and Cream Puffs and vice versa. Well, then I can't help you. That's an old co-host of Joey's, and they had a reunion episode recently, yeah. and this guy, Joey, Matthew. Joey Boohecker fired him. I and did then... not. And you've been privileged to all the emails and all the discussions, and I kept saying, is there something wrong that we can work on? It's like, nope, there's no problem. And then but it, Matt, wasn't, but it wasn't even like Kurt. And then like during the reunion thing, he's like, yeah, we had this falling out. And I like, sat there and I looked at somebody and I go, is this happening? Because I, I knew he like was pulling out emails to be like, read this. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's weird how my resolution got stolen. By the way, because but- this is a good a natural break here. I have a theory that Mike hasn't done a new episode. Let me tell you, Joey, two years ago, Mike said – well, you do – he wanted to do a special episode of uh, what someone called lies about – what was it, about lying or something like that, where he and I were going to go back and forth, right? Uh-huh. And I recorded a whole thing. He didn't record yeah, yeah, yeah. the show for like five months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I actually wrote in to his show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe I, wrote me an email. He said, like, dear Mike, I was having trouble sleeping last night, uh, and then I put on a what someone called lies. Thank you. <laughs> It's and like I, a, a a white noise app. Yeah, and then I put the. It was from I like to eat Pooksy. Pizza. Well, I know, but I put Pooksy. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so clever. And he never, he never, he never did anything with it. I just well, go. It, I get in these like ruts where like it's really hard to get back into the. Groove is rut a Thai guy that you? It's met, so uh, funny because I used to have this great attraction 
for Mike, Mike from What Some Would Come Li- Call Lies. What and some then would catch- come lies. And then catching up happened, and I was like, yeah, not so attractive. <laughs> That's kind of the way it goes. I know. Because you're, a- because you're able to edit who you are in, in What Some Would Come Li- yeah. Call Lies. And, like, that Mike is just a dreamboat. Yeah, yes. I mean, people, people have described it this way before, that, well, people being... Um, Me. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> That what someone call lies is like a studio portrait, and then catching up is like a candid shot. And so you look at someone's Facebook, and you're like, "Oh, he is hot in this picture." And then you click over, and the There's next jello one is coming out of his just nose. something he's te- yeah. Um, but that all that being said, like it pains me to not do it. So I want to get in the regular, um, the the routine of writing regularly. Um, I know both of you write. Do you guys have a routine for it? And like. Do you think that like having some sort of weekly deadline is going to actually help me at all? Or I barely speak the language. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, with my with, with my writing, because you asked about my writing, um, I use what I really helped because I, I was really bad, you know, getting being on track was something called the Pomodoro method. Which is you write for 25 minutes and you take a five minute break and you each segment of 25 minutes is called the Pomodoro and your goal is to um, I masturbate on my breaks. <laughs> um, I use the could, Pomodoro method for masturbation actually. You could, right. hey yeah I could do that that'd be great if I did that but um and you, you try to collect as many Pomodoros as one day but how long does it take you to make a what some would call ice? It's it's. Sometimes it can be like really excruciating. Like it could take an entire. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. It could take an entire day sometimes. <laughs> oh um, really? Yeah, but that's not an entire day of solid writing. It's like I write a little and I go away and I come back and I go away and I. Come you back laugh at and... a few jokes. The next day you come back and realize that wasn't funny. That's my so experience. Was... <laughs> oh, at your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so I need to make it a routine. I really like doing it. I think that setting a goal of trying to do one a week, and you know, some weeks I'm not going to be able to do it. So, like pre-recording, so that I l- really do do one a week, uh, would be kind of awesome. Can I recommend mm-hmm. something for you? Yeah. And this is like I said before about the way to approach these things. What I would do if I were you is I would sit down and write, you don't have to do 52, but let's say you write down 24 topics for what some would call lies. Before New Year's, write down 24 topics. And what you can do is every week you can either take one off that list when you're stuck or do one that's fresh in your head, but know that you have 24 things already written out that you know you want to explore. So like... Uh, oh, I'd love to tell the story of Grandma's funeral. Or I'd love to tell the story of the time I found a piece of gum stuck to a penny on the road. You know what I mean? So you These are more interesting than 90% of my Lawson's what I would call ice episodes. I know. But what I'm <laughs> when saying is... When you said that, I was like, let me write that down. Right you already have a pre- piece of gum, hey? You already have a pre-list that you can fall back to if you don't have one that week. So you're already put in some time of thinking of these are things I want to go through. And that way you yeah. can just have a bad... You know, just so you always have a fail idea. safe. My, that's a good idea. I was thinking in the shower this morning that maybe like some sort of schedule would maybe work where like even if it were around my birthday, I think of like a birthday story and then I could like start mapping them out. So then in January, if I have some times I could like start working on some of the stories instead of like have a story written in a week, maybe writing out some stuff, stewing in it a little bit and putting it together. Maybe changing the approach like that is a good idea. But you're right. Like having some ideas ahead of time is a good idea. Thank you, guys. Joey. What's on <laughs> Joey, what, what, do you have any other resolutions that you want to work on for the next year? Who, me? Yeah. I haven't even given one. Um, you let, didn't? No. Let me just look it through because I have, I have three distinct ones because we were looking at three, right? Yeah. Okay. Um... You know what? Just just to keep on with the idea of of uh, basically what one of us already mentioned is, I really want to do a wellness thing. I want to get on a diet that I w- that I want to stay on. I want to lose weight, and I want to go back to exercising regularly and get myself on a, a routine. 
Um, because I, I look, I, I know that I'm not where I want to be, and I'm much happier when I am where I want to be, and I'm the master of my own destiny. So um, that's kind of where I am with that. Cool. It's, it's brief, but we've already that. discussed it at Nazem with, with Joe. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just, you know, they're, they're normal things that I can keep track of and I can do. I know what I need to do. I just got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with losing weight is you know what you need to do. You just need to do it. Right. You just have I'm, to start it and get yourself in a routine. Yes. Joey Buhecker. A man of many words. Weight loss expert. God, I've I've gained and lost over a thousand pounds. You're an expert. Probably. Mark and Matt weigh almost a thousand pounds together? <laughs> no, the people before them. <laughs> Uh, Joe Batanz, what do you have any other uh, resolutions you want to share with us? Yeah, and this is something I probably I think it's the first time I've ever really spoken about this on the show. Uh, I'm a woman. No, uh, <laughs> you've no. mentioned this before. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so actually, um, a brief history of the show actually is sort of involved. Right when we started the show, now we're coming up on two years. Um, Mike and I, I, I was I. Ended my business because um, I got an opportunity to write a movie, a feature film. And so I was How'd like, you know what? what? That's what I'm getting at. Is um, I was like, this is it. This, You know what? I'm ending the business. Because the way my business works is you only get one chance, really, without fucking people over, to quit. And it's about now, this time of year, right? And after that, then you're committed to people for another year. Okay, and you just can't get rid of them. So I was like, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it now. Here's the opportunity. Let's take it. You said it was test prep, right? It was test prep, yeah. Yeah. So I owned a test prep business. And so I said, if I'm going to end it, I got to end it now, right? I got to start, I got to put the wheels in motion and end it around now. And it took me a few months to close out all my contracts. And around actually January, February of two years ago, I ended it right when we started catching up. Like right when we started catching up as one. And now, folks, he spends his day getting street tacos. (laughs) <laughs> and so, registering domains for blogs you will never write right <laughs> and see and gaining and losing uh 20 year old friends so oh, i um, thought we were going for weight but yes that was gonna be a yeah. joke with well yeah friends. both of them involve 150 pounds so hey there it is so anyway uh in that time uh i've learned i should i should have started a podcast about this then the fucking nightmare that is the Hollywood studio system. Like even, so again, two years ago and today, actually just by coincidence, today I got the latest drafts of that we have to, my writing partner Shannon and I have to work on again. It's very minor, but it still it just goes back and forth and back and forth so it's just the same script over so we've written other things in the meanwhile but that's the big one we've been waiting on and one of the, the realizations i came i came to about a month ago was i was like fuck man the past two years has just been waiting you know just waiting and so i was like i want to be more proactive that's so, the filmmaking industry altogether though even when you're shooting a film it's hurry up and wait yeah so um, I mean, we're at a really good stage with the movie. Like, we're really right. It, I don't want to get too into it, but we're at a really good stage. But it's taken two years to get here. Let me tell you this. When cr- my friend Chris uh, hired me and Shannon to write this movie, we were working on it. And a month in, he got pulled away from spending too much time with us to write Cinderella. So in that time, he wrote Cinderella. They shot it. They edited it, and now there's a trailer, and it's going to come out in March. Let's be right? honest. The book was kind of already there. Well, yeah. no. Uh, no. They, <laughs> the they, story was pretty solid. Well, also, the script, the script was already written. I don't written. know if she should leave her shoe. <laughs> the, script was, the script was already written. They brought him in to fix the script. Okay. So he came in like right before they started shooting, yeah. like mo- a month before they started shooting. So anyway, um, the point is – that a lot of time has passed to the point where a whole feature film has been made. But I want to be more proactive. So there's another script, uh, a little um, TV show thing that Shannon and I wrote that um, – and pro- 
It's called um, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> and I think it's going to be huge. But um, It's How I Met Your Father and you just don't watch TV and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah I'm like, what? They, fuck, fuck. <laughs> they stole my she, idea. Someone Shannon t- comes to you. She's like, I have this great idea. Yeah. It's about these friends yeah. and they don't know who the father is. There's the this girl who wears mismatched shoes and she stumbles into this cantankerous old man's apartment. We have this other pilot, and this other pilot is called American Scary Story, Yeah, and yeah. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I told my friend... Um, Guys, I have a great idea for a zombie show, and we don't have to pay the extras. Cause <laughs> it's not exactly what was said, but... So insight. But also, um, go on, Joe. So Do, anyway, we are... I, I am currently in very pre-pre-pre-production to shoot the pilot we're gonna do it for the youtube show uh or uh, oh, you're taking the youtube route well not like youtube like the way you're thinking it's do you think different you can like, get any of your clients back no 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not youtube like you're you thinking like that need test prep? it's not youtube like you're thinking about it's like youtube like with networks like like you there's like youtube channels oh you know like funny or die and those so, it's, so it's, what, it's through them so what channel can i see it on my tv you're, I, I, well, I, that's actually – here's the thing. I don't want to get too into it. Uh, we're ready – because you know what? You talk it's, to anybody in L.A. It's three years out. People the, forget. Here's the thing. You talk to anybody in L.A. and they have the same conversation with you. So I don't want to get too into it. Not because I'm, I'm like, oh, it's a secret, but because I sound like every fucking goddamn Uber driver in L.A. You know, like, oh, yeah, you're going to, we're taking meetings with Netflix and Hulu and it, you sound like that shit and it sounds retarded. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. – but uh, – that's essentially what it is. So, but anyway, um, my, 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 my goal is to be more proactive, to be, instead of waiting for things to happen, to actually take things in my own hand. Because one of the things I learned is, with me, there are certain people that I know who people just go like, uh, hey, you're a nice looking guy. Uh, do you want to do this? And they're like, oh, things fall into their lap. But I've noticed that every little thing that I've ever done, whether it be starting an SAT business, whether it be working in SAT, whether it be stand-up comedy, whether getting gigs as a stand-up comic, whether it be whether writing. It be starting a taco blog. Talk, starting a taco blog. I have to do it myself. No yeah, one's yeah. ever just come to me and been like, here you go, kid. And that's yeah. just not the way it works. It works Even for some like people. Even like your childhood friends that have it handed to them, they're not going to hand you shit. <laughs> There's a the truth to you're... that, though. Yeah. No, he's, I mean, he's, throw, he's throwing shade. I'm trying to think of who. It, that... A childhood friend that got uh, a pretty big break that didn't give you anything? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, I think, a really good resolution that you're going to go out and get it. It's the kind of vague. Commercial. It's kind of vague, but... It's not vague. It's just like I have things that I've been working on and writing and stuff like that, and I've been waiting like, oh, I hope this happens for it. I'm just, no, I'm just going to yeah. go fucking do it. It's just well, not measurable. In that That's industry, you have to be... Tell me about it. Look, you... <laughs> no, I'm just saying in, that, in this industry... What do you mean tell me uh-huh. about it? Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. What, what I'm telling you, and you know this as much as I do, the most successful people, and, and you and I, look, I don't do film as much. I don't like doing film. I uh-huh. do it every once in a while because you know, if it's a fun project, it's not me. Um, I do more stage stuff and you know other things, but you know as well as I do, you got to sell yourself because there's 10 other people who are going to sell their, their selves. And, and the key they teach you in anything in the entertainment business is we'll always walk in the room thinking you're the best thing that, that they've ever seen. And you have to because you have to portray that and convince them that. I always say, as a performer, as a director, I'm always afraid people are going to figure out that I'm not as talented as they think I am. You we know what I mean? Right. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that's how, that's how you even have to approach you know, movies and, and television, nobody's going to do it for you is what I'm saying is you need to promote yourself. You know, that with comedy, you know, with everything, the people who have the most drive and the most push get the furthest. Yes. If you have a foot in the door, that's huge, but you can't rely on that. Well, it was really tricky because in the beginning, it did seem like everybody was taking care of stuff for us. And then all of a sudden... It wasn't. And we were like still waiting, like, wasn't everybody taking care of this for us? Does no, that make because sense? the newest, youngest, freshest thing came by. I just think life happened. Yeah. I, you can take that approach or you can be proactive. Well, no, I'm going to be proactive. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think there was an, a new, fresh thing. I think 
you know, things got busy and shit happened and I think I've been dealing here. with this shit in this entertainment industry since I was so young that I'm jaded at it. I guess where I actually love the I, I, I like the way you approach it and I wish I could approach it that way. <laughs> mhm. There's just a jaded quality to me about it. The tough profession it really is. And you have to be going and driving it all the time. Hey guys, I want to start. Sorry, I don't. I'm, 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 I'm supporting you. I'm saying, yay! I'm, I like your yeah, approach. Yeah, I support it too. Totally. Yeah. I think, like I said, it's not like a measurable um, goal to kind of reach for. Um, Joe, you're one of the funniest I, people I've ever met. I think you're qu- funny. Aww. You're witty. No, but I mean that. I mean, and you're intelligent, yeah. which helps. You know. So I, it's I when I see people like you, look. You've been around enough people and you have enough friends living in L.A. and I have this from New York where you're like, these people are so fucking talented. How are they not huge anything? You know what I mean? Well, and and also the inverse is true. I've met people who they're all hustle and no talent and they go Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point. And, you know, and I even laugh because before American Idol, which I remember life before American Idol and life before the Internet – there's people like Kelly Clarkson who would probably still be like right now have four kids and still be a waitress at the diner, you know, and, and she was lucky to have her break. So I think yeah. it's just it's just the world of the industry. Yeah. Wait. I mean, we could go deeper into that. I feel like maybe Kelly Clarkson's a bad example because she does have the hustle. Carrie Underwood has a hustle. But then people I mean, there's yeah, but they wouldn't countless have winners. It if it wasn't for that show. No, no, though. no, no. I don't. I don't agree with you. I think that maybe they would have, but there's countless winners that I couldn't even tell you their name right now, and I think those ones didn't get it because they don't have the drive. No, I feel well, like. I guess what I'm telling you is, before American Idol, the opportunity to be seen wasn't there. This was pre YouTube. This was yeah. Pre- I hear all you. Here's the deal. I, I feel like they have hustle and they would have gotten seen somehow. But Eventually. where's Ruben Studdard? Where's Ruben Studdard now? Do you know what I mean? Like. I think maybe he didn't have it, and so he got the exposure that gave him his first album deal, and he probably did, you know, a Christmas album when he but as was talented as somebody like then what? Quay Aiken, super talented, great Broadway performer. Uh, he would never have got where he was without that show. For a moment like this. So my next New Year's resolution, guys, is to get your own show. I want is to what? Get your own show. I have one. I meant without um, Joe. He does what some would call I lies. Did, we just did we, a resolution we about it. Just talked about it, Joey Buhacker. Until I see another one, it doesn't exist. Uh, my next resolution that I want to do is I want to start cooking more frequently. Specifically, I want to. There's this Rachel Ray show. I love her. You, Joey knows I love her. But there's this Rachel Ray show where she does this thing. And I'm not saying I'm going to actually subscribe to like, this, con- this philosophy. No, she does this thing where she basically cooks for the entire episode. And she makes like five or six meals that she then like Ziplocs up and puts away. I want to start doing that. I, I'm a, I, I cook for myself. So it's hard to kind of like think properly. Um, Because I want to cook like a big batch of soup, but then I have to eat soup for seven days, like the same fucking thing. Do you have a freezer in the basement? We have a freezer, yeah. Why can't you freeze it and portion it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is I want to like learn how to like – or I want to think through – planning these type of things out because right now there was a woman who that. had a show on the food network but i think it only went a few episodes like it was a trial show they never did it and sometimes they rerun it but what she would do and i think this sounds like coming where you talk where you're getting at is that she would make a roast right mm-hmm. and the whole episode would be like okay i made a roast and here's how you make the roast and i'm gonna put this aside for our extra bonus dish yeah, and it'd be like, okay, yeah. and then Tuesday I'm going to have roast beef sandwiches. And then Wednesday yeah. I'm going to have roast beef pie or whatever. That's like shit. this Rachel Ray show. It's on Netflix. Um, that's where I saw it originally. And it's the same concept. She straight up just stole it. Um, but it, she'll cook like pulled pork sandwiches and then that pork also gets turned into a soup or she'll make tacos or something like that. Can I ask, besides sleeping with each other, do your roommates do meals together? No. So we have this old lady that lives here, and she cooks for her son and her son's husband. Okay. The owners. And and she cooks, like, legitimate Chinese food. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, 
she'll be cooking something that looks delicious and i'll look at it and then all the now sudden, we know why like, the cat left she'll throw in like a fish head or something but um, the son-in-law is not mm-hmm. chinese correct no he's actually mexican oh. yeah uh, but he eats it. He and he loves it. And they they eat super healthy. Then my other two roommates kind of don't eat here a lot. One of them's really busy, and the other one is really good at heating up a frozen pizza. And so you all couldn't do a rotating like I'm gonna cook this Sunday. Or no. I'm gonna cook. Okay. No. Um, if I did it, I would do it with Mario, and then that would no. Okay. <laughs> then I had to hang out with him. Oh. <laughs> um. So my goal is to kind of what just. A dick start planning so that i could do that i think that it would be economically smart but also i think it would be better for me to eat not just the meals that i cook here for dinner but also then plan on taking them for lunches because um i eat out a lot for lunch i do what you're talking about i sometimes will cook meals for the week and then plan what i'm gonna have for the week as far as lunches and stuff and it works out well for you Yes, because when I'm and on you a, cook for two, uh, not always. Because when I'm on a specialized diet, for example, like right now, I make like rosemary chicken with veg- roasted vegetables. I'll make enough for four portions and have it for the week. And what does Kevin eat? Kevin, by the way, is Joey's partner. Well, that's if I that's for example, I'll take that for lunches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kevin eats. But what does Kevin? Kevin? Well, I mean, he'll eat has whatever. anyone seen Kevin alive in the last couple of weeks? By the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is, but okay. Kevin's Kevin's also home all day. He, his office is home, so like he, you know, he'll make different things or have a lean cuisine or whatever. Yeah. We cook a lot. I mean, him and I do cook. I have an amazing kitchen, and there's no reason I shouldn't be using it. Can you cook? Yeah, I could cook okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's a serious question. There's a lot of people who just don't cook because they eat out all the time. Yeah, I can cook. I can certainly follow a new recipe. Like, there's nothing hard about recipes, I think, for the most part. The problem is I tend to make everything from scratch. And sometimes that's... That can get expensive. Well, not always expensive. If you don't have, like, certain... Well, if you don't have, like, spices... Do you know what I mean? That first few times, it gets expensive because you're... Yeah, yeah, but then they're there. I have then every there, spice, right? including saffron and truffle, you know. Um, I like to cook. I love to cook, actually. I love cooking for people, you know? I like cooking for people, too. And that might be part of this resolution as well, is finding people just to invite over. What if you did a once-a-month um, movie night and you cook? Yeah, I love food. that idea. I love that idea. What movies would you watch? Schindler's List. Yeah, what if all sad movies? Like Shanghai so- Surprise. Sophie's Choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we'll just we'll just watch Grown Ups two over and over <laughs> and over. Um, Karate Kid. Uh, Joey, what about your resolution? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I want to work on time management. What? So what? Well, from what I've gathered, it seems like you're really good at that. Yeah. But I can be better because I want to get... Oh, maybe... Oh, you know what, Mike? Maybe he means he actually wants to control time. (laughs) (laughs) Like the concept of time. No, he actually just meant Wendy's. Yeah, he wants to be like Evie on Small One. Not Small One. Evie on... uh, What was that one where she could put her fingers together and stop Out of this world. Out of this world. Yeah. I want to carry moonbeams home in a star. In a jar, you asshole. <laughs> carry moonbeams home in a star. Hey, honey, look at this star I brought home. Oh, oh, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> um, as far as time management, I want to get ahead of stuff and not just have it conceptually in my head. For example, if I have to write a grant and it's due on Friday, start writing it a little bit on Monday, a little bit on Tuesday. Um. As far as the the cocktails and cream puff stuff, getting that a little more planned out. In that time management, I also would like to revisit and do the Today and Gay. And it's still one of those things that I haven't... It's so difficult to do, and I want to do a five-day-a-week show. Pardon me feels... <coughs> Edit that. While I, he's I coughing, cough. while he's coughing um, Today and Gay was a daily gay news podcast that joey boohecker started and 
only did for a few weeks. I want to get back to it for New Year's, but it's one of those things that I wonder if I should just start it out with Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or if I get somebody yeah. else to do Tuesday and Thursday. Because it's I, hard. I know what I want it to be. I know the long-term plan. I've had ideas that were like daily, and it's, I, I can't even think of how I could fit something like that into a daily schedule. See, day- Every day you have to make time to do it. Daily riffing is fine. Daily reading the news means that it's not just like if you said daily I had to put out a and there only were like 10 minute shows. If you said I had to put out a daily show for 10 minutes, I could sit at a mic and knock it out. If you have to make me now I have to do research and fact check. And when I reported stuff, I also made sure I did. You could have Daniel fact check for you. Right. I could. Uh, and on top of that, Boo Hecker, it's not like you just have to do all those things. So, like, Wednesday's so busy, so I'll do two on Tuesday. Like, this has to be timely. Right, so right, right. It actually right. has to be done. And then sometimes the doing the final word, which is something I did for all of them, is it's the comment section. Um, you know, you have, to, you have to put it together and you have to edit it. There's part of me that thought, wouldn't it be great if I could find somebody who would get, or, or several people who would gather stories for me and edit them? And then submit them to me, and then I can go through and figure out what I want. But you know, that's also finding somebody to do that for you. And I also feel like I need to find um, a backup person. So if for some reason I can't do Tuesday or Wednesday or do Thursday, I could always reach out to somebody and say, "Can you? Here's the format. Just send me the files and and do it." You know what I mean? Because yeah. I I am so type A that I want it to be always there and always constant and correctly done. And it's just figured out the right way to do it. I mean, also in the long run, I would like to also do a show on a Sunday. That's a round table with people talking about the top stories from each day and, or a top story and, and having a, a basically a, a face off, you know? Yeah. Conceptually it's there. Weren't you going to do a podcast too at some point? Was it a book podcast or something? I said, don't do it. I've thought I've been kicking around a lot of ideas. I actually have some stuff that I wanted to throw by you um, that I'm consulting on that's podcast related. um, But I don't um, think that it's worth talking about right here. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totes. I also, for the New Year's, want to stop saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. You've been saying it a lot, too. It's not just... I did it originally right. making fun of you, and now I've caught myself yeah. put it in my. It's added to my lexicon, and it's making yeah, yeah, me yeah. crazy. Stop it! It's making yeah, me crazy. <laughs> I love it. I um, I've noticed other people in my life start talking about talking like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe has the same thing. This Joe Batance. Oh, the same I thing. know. Which yeah, yeah. this Whatever. Joe Batance. Mm-hmm. Do you um, know I have a degree in music? <laughs> Are you being real or are you making fun of Adam Burns? Making fun of Adam. And let me tell you, by the time the dog threw up and had diarrhea twice, I think there's something wrong with the dog. I don't think another bath is going to cure it. Oh, I know. And then he then he, and then he killed his fish. That doesn't bother me as much. I wouldn't leave any animals with Adam Burns. Uh, you know what? When he after, when he was going to dump it in the toilet and instead uh, Mittens said, I'll, I'll, I'll flush it. What he doesn't know is Mittens just threw it in some flour and fried it up. <laughs> clever people those Asians alright uh, well these are all really really good resolutions I hope we can all stick to them <laughs> and I hope for everyone listening that you guys can stick to your own resolutions if it's Since January 1st and you're not hearing a Today and Gay or what someone call lies whoops <laughs> <laughs> whoops and if you bump into me at a jack in the box <laughs> then uh, you know that we failed Mike, how do, I wonder how we close this out. Careful. Uh, Joe and Joe, it was nice catching up with, with you, and we're going to have a great new year. Go to hell, Mike. And I hope everyone listening I, – I talked over you. I hope every, everyone listening has a new year's, a great new year too. Like We have great people that listen to this and send us great feedback and participate with us online, and I'm so happy that we have all of you guys. So uh, thank you for that. I hope you have a wonderful uh, new year. That's a really good point, Mike Lawson. You know what, guys? I am thankful for you guys. I am thankful for all our wonderful listeners. Good night, Creamland. (laughs) Go to hell, Joes. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs>